0: A very warm welcome to Trinity Church. We meet together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ who died and was raised to the glory of God the Father. So grace and mercy be with each one of us. We look not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient but the things that are unseen are eternal. Today we've come together to remember and offer our thanks and our prayers before God for the life of our dear Brother Bill. So let us join our thoughts and our hearts together in prayer. Let us pray. Loving God, we come today struggling for words to express our feelings. We come lost for words to express our thanks for all that Bill has meant to us. We come with sorrow at his passing from our presence, but also with gratitude as we recall the person Bill has been, with praise as we remember all that you've done through him, with faith as we commit both Bill and ourselves afresh into your eternal care. Loving God, draw near to us as we draw near to you. Speak to us through the words of scripture, through our prayers, through tribute, through all that we shall share. So that believing in the gospel and trusting in Christ, we may receive the comfort and the peace and the strength you long to give us. And find hope in this life and in the life to come. For we ask all this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We're going to stand and sing together our first hymn Be still, my soul, the Lord is on thy side. Please be seated. We join our hearts together in prayer, so let us pray. Loving God, this is the day that you have made, and we thank you for it. We thank you for all the good things which surround us, our families, our friends, our church, the beauty of creation, the sights and the sounds of daily life. For all that you have given, we praise and we worship you. We thank you for all the interests and the opportunities that life brings and for the love of Christ which encircles us, his spirit which guides us and your eternal purposes constantly inspiring us. We thank you for this opportunity when we can come and give thanks and praise for Bill's life. And as we remember him, so we bring ourselves, acknowledging your greatness Your faithfulness, your goodness, your holiness at work in our lives and in our world. Striving to help and to strengthen, to heal and to comfort, to forgive and to restore. So Lord, forgive us for sometimes we lose sight of your great love. Sometimes we greet each new day that you've given with indifference. Sometimes we fail to count our blessings and appreciate how fortunate we really are. Sometimes we worship the things of our own thoughts and our own making instead of a view. For all our faults forgive us, have mercy on us, cleanse us from our weaknesses and pardon our sins. And renew our faith so that we may be restored to your sight. For we ask this through the sacrifice of Christ and the power of God's Holy Spirit. And we lift all these thoughts and prayers together in the words that Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And now we're going to have our two readings, first from the book of Isaiah, and then from 1 Corinthians.
1: stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts. Always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I taught like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love.
0: We're going to stand and sing together those words from Psalm 23, The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. How can you hope to say anything meaningful about someone like Bill? In a few short minutes, as I reflected with Marion and the family about Bill's life, there are just so many different facets to it. All of us gathered here today are a testimony to that, and somehow in Bill, it all interlinked together, woven together, that made Bill such a special husband and father and grandfather. A brother, an uncle, a teaching colleague, a union rep, a deputy head, a neighbor, a friend, a church elder, a church secretary, a district chair, an interim moderator, an ecumenical officer, a synod rep. See what I mean? A special friend to many, a special person. Bill was born alongside his twin brother Jack in Port William. When we did our memory or our uh, church membership classes round at Bill and Marians, we used to introduce one another by saying our name and where we came from, and something special about where we came from. Well, Bill was born in Port William. It's a tiny village, which, according to Bill, the only special thing about it is that it smells of fish. But it's on the beautiful southern end of the west coast of Scotland. And there he and Jack were born on the 3rd of December, 1930. His father, David, was a local bank manager. And so when Bill and Jack were about six years old, his father got a new posting. And the family moved inland to Newton's St Boswell's near Galashiels. They lived there in a large house with a large garden, which during those days when the war happened enabled their cousin Graham to come and stay, along with a constant stream of evacuees. Indeed, the home was a busy place as it housed a converted kind of truck or transport, which ran as the local ambulance. And so from an early age, Bill and Jack had to learn how to date detailed emergency calls from residents needing transport to the nearest hospital, some 40 miles away in Edinburgh. Bill was always an industrious young man with a sharp eye for earning some extra income. He would often collect local rabbits and sell them, or well, during the war years would spend many an evening cutting leather shoe forms in the village shoemakers. Bill and Jack went to Gallashill's Academy and then to the delight of his family as he was the first he received a place at university in Edinburgh on a four-year general degree course, which would be a prelude for him to take up a career in teaching. For Bill had always wanted to be a teacher. During his degree, he landed a job by chance as a tour guide, taking visitors to the local sites in the borders. And on one notable occasion, he was in the coach taking an assembled uh, group of visitors to some historical battle place. And he was explaining to them how the battle happened between whichever group of people were fighting. Only for the coach to come round the corner and there before them was a mock battle taking place. Apparently, a local film company just happened to have arrived that day. And we were reenacting the very scene that Bill had been describing. Obviously, the assembled visitors were all highly impressed and thought it had all been laid on for them. But I'm not sure if Bill actually confessed to his fortune or just kept quiet, hoping that they would give him an extra large tip at the end of the day. But because of the university bill deferred his national service, but after he completed his degree, he went to Malay, where he taught English to soldiers for about 18 months. And it was here that Bill reconnected with his faith, having had a bad experience in the church previously. It was during those university years that Bill met his first wife, Jean, who graduated from Edinburgh after Bill with an economics degree. And Jean subsequently moved down into London to work at GEC, so when Bill finished his national service, he returned back not to Scotland but to London where Jean and Bill were married in 1955 and began life as a couple in Wembley and then a couple of years later in Greenfoot. Aileen, then Alistair and Ewan were born with Bill by this time teaching geography and English in a school in Gimmons Road school was later rebuilt and enlarged as Slaybrook Comprehensive, where Bill became head of English. And it was during these years that he became involved in the National Association of Schoolmasters, often working on behalf of his colleagues through the many turbulent changes that were being introduced. A new high school was opened in the early 1970s in South Kilburn. And Bill was approached to be the deputy head, arriving a year earlier than the opening to sort through all the timetabling and arrangements before the students arrived. He and the head teacher had everything sorted. They were all ready for the students to arrive, only to be told at the last moment that several extra classes would be added. And so it was back to the drawing board for Bill with his sticky labels and sheets of paper. Remember the days before computers and tablets. But it was here that Bill stayed in this school, teaching and acting as deputy head from 1972 until his retirement in 1987. Being a teacher required a certain aptitude for quick thinking, which Bill had in abundance. He told once of an incident concerning some bees that infested a classroom. And so Bill was sent to go and sort it out. He phoned the council who suggested they call a pest control, which he did and was told, Mr. Boyd, are you sure these are bees and not wasps? Absolutely, Bill said. I know a bee when I see one. Oh, came the response. Because wasps, unlike bees, are protected species, or not protected species. And so if they're wasps, we can come and deal with them very quickly and very easily. Oh, said Bill then we have a terrible wasp problem in our classroom. (laughs) Do you think you can come and get it sorted right away, Mr. Boyd? We'll be there shortly. I don't know about his honesty, but (laughs) it was about that same time in 1972 when Bill's wife Jean took ill. They were on their usual annual camping holiday in the west coast of Scotland. It always started the same way with a two-day drive in a car that you never knew if it would make it north of Watford, let alone Scotland. But the children always enjoyed and remember those special freshly cooked bacon and egg rolls that they were enabled to have on the way up. But it was on that holiday that Jean started to complain of a sore shoulder that refused to get better. And after many subsequent doctor's appointments and hospital tests, they found that she was gradually suffering with increasing paralysis of her body. The next five years were especially difficult for Bill and the family, as he had not to only manage the responsibility of a new school, a new position as deputy head, but also a caring role at home with Jean, who sadly became increasingly hospitalised or housebound plus being a father to his growing family. Bill joined Station Road Presbyterian Church shortly after moving to Greenfoot in the mid-1950s. And here he supported the ministry of the church in so many different ways throughout the years. Initially, he ran a Bible class for late teens, drawing on both his teaching experience and his love of Christ to relate to these young people. After a while that he was there, he was asked to become an elder, but he initially turned that down as he didn't have a black penguin suit that was strictly required in those days as the dress code for all elders, and at that time he couldn't afford to go and buy one. But later though, when he was asked again, he agreed, and he began to share the love of God through the care of those that he was assigned to look after. In 1978, a year or so after Gene had passed away, Bill was asked to become church secretary. A post that he held on for about eight years, guiding the three churches which formed Trinity, this church, in the process of unity shortly after they came formally together in 1975. In 1980, he married Marion through the church here in Trinity. And they moved together to Leamington Crescent in South Harrow, and then on to Radnor Avenue in 1998. Bill and Marion enjoyed many years living and ministering side by side. They loved traveling together back to Scotland, especially spending time on the beautiful island of Orkney, but also driving to France and Holland and Belgium and trips to Scandinavia. While they had their own interests and places to serve, Bill and Marion defined the spiritual gift of hospitality, opening their home to small and large gatherings alike, for friends and neighbors in the streets, the people here at the church, and others regularly throughout each year. Well, Bill retired from teaching, as I said, in 1987. And this afforded him more time to devote to the many needs of the church, both local district and area, synod and at a national level. He had a passion for ecumenism and for many years worked as the ecumenical officer, bringing together churches from different backgrounds and traditions to work together for the greater good. This led to involvement in setting up of the ecumenical boroughs in Milton Keynes and the input in the funding and the establishment and continuing support of the URC chaplain at Heathrow Airport. He held the role of district moderator in 1987. For about five years, and numerous of posts around the churches in this part of London. And for many years, he served the wider church on the Synod GLP helping to look after buildings as well as people who worshipped and served Christ within them. As I looked down the list and as I thought through all the different roles that Bill has played, I realized that if I tried to cover them all here, I'd be bound to miss several of them. But in all of them, Bill brought together those two aspects that we were reminded of today in our reading. Hope from the prophet Isaiah and love from 1 Corinthians. Bill had a tireless hope for the church because he had a deep hope in Christ. Today we often look on some of the churches as weary and tired and stumbling as Isaiah describes. But Bill works so hard to be a channel of strength And hope, and he longed to see the church soar again on wings like eagles. But Bill coupled that hope with a real, practical love, as one Corinthians describes. He was a willing servant, who, when asked, would invariably say yes. Sometimes to Marian's annoyance. But he would always say yes to support and encourage others. He steered in the team who guided Trinity through the massive rebuild here. He preached regularly in many, many churches, including here at Trinity. But especially he was there for churches who went through the stressful time of vacancy. When Bill, I know, would step in and offer to support and guide. And help them in practical ways and be a foundation of stability during those times of uncertainty. Well, where to stop? There are so many more things we could say. And each of us here are here today because we all have our own stories to tell. Afterwards, there's going to be some refreshments in the hall. And I'd like to invite all of you to come and partake of them. And as you do so, I would invite you too to share some of your stories that you have of Bill with one another. I think he'd really appreciate that. I think it would bring that kind of boyish smile to his face. Because Bill loved nothing better than to tell stories. To tell truth from life. But in closing, I'd like to thank Bill and Marion personally today. Without them and a few others like them, I don't honestly think I'd be standing here today or probably even still be in the ministry. I remember Bill first meeting me and taking me around Trinity, showing me the manse back in 1999. When we came and first looked at the church here as a possible place to come and serve, I remember Bill's initial warmth and his openness. But I remember too from the moment that I came to serve, the way Bill acted as a kind of mentor for this young minister. Over the last 19 years, I can't even begin to count 17 years. I can't even begin to count, (laughs) seems like 19 years. (laughs) I can't even begin to count the number of times he would swing by the church on his way to or from Harrow. He would grab a cup of coffee and a biscuit if one was going. One, sugar, if Marian was around, and two, if she was nowhere to be found. <laughs> and he would sit down and have a chat. Initially, I must confess that I thought he was just kind of checking up on me. That it was kind of like an Ofsted of a new minister to see whether I was measuring up to make sure I was doing okay. But I quickly began to realize and see his love, which just wanted to make sure that I was okay. That was Bill. Not just for me, but for many, many people. I know of so many of you that have told me similar stories from your lives. That love and that care that he had. And in the times when he could see that I was struggling. He would say, it's about time you and Inica came over for dinner. And we'd arrange to go and talk about everything and nothing. And listen to many of Bill's stories. And eat the amazing food that Bill and Marion produce, and we would leave their home knowing that we're loved. And somehow through those evenings, the strength of God would return to this weary and tired individual, flowing out through the channel that is Bill and Marion. And hope would return too, hope for a better future, a better tomorrow, hope that love expressed through Jesus' children can make a difference, hope that those who serve the Lord like Bill and many others can receive a renewed strength, can soar on wings like eagles, can run and not grow weary. And walk and not be faint. Today we give thanks for Bill's life. We give thanks that he is at rest with his heavenly father. And with the Lord Jesus Christ. Bill's race on this earth is run. And he has received his crown. But we are left to continue that race, thanking God for giving us his servant as a channel of his love and hope, and praying that we may too be a channel of love and hope for others, just as Bill was and is for us. Amen. Amen. And so let us pray together. Gracious God, we gather to give you thanks and praise for the life of Bill Boyd. And to release him in our hearts into your everlasting care. And as we do so, we thank you again for all that he means to us. The person that he has been, the service that he's offered, the contribution that he's made to our lives. We thank you for everything that Bill means to his family. And we especially think today of his twin brother, Jack, who can't be with us physically. But I know who is with us in spirit We lift you, Marion and Aileen and Alistair and Ewan and their families. Lord, we lift you, all the friends and the neighbors, all his brothers and sisters in his church family, here in Trinity, but also in the wider family that he touched so often and gave so much to. Lord, we thank you for each one of us here today who has had the privilege and the joy and the honor of knowing Bill and allowing him to be part of our lives and us a part of his. And we thank you too for all that he continues to mean to you as well as to us. We thank you for all his achievements His decades of service to so many people in so many different ways. His love and his friendship. The challenges he faced, the obstacles he overcame, the successes he won, the potential that he fulfilled. We thank you for all the experiences that we've been through together, the love and the friendship that we've shared the laughter and the tears, the qualities and the characteristics which made Bill so special to each one of us. And we thank you for all that we owe to him, for the innumerable ways that he has enriched our lives and for the memories which we will always have as a lasting tribute and an enduring legacy. Gracious God, we gather together in hope and in confidence, trusting in your promises, assured of your gracious purpose, that in faith we entrust both Bill and ourselves into your gracious keeping, both for now and for all eternity. Lord, we offer these prayers with grateful hearts for the life of Bill Boyd, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Before we sing our closing hymn, which is Greatest is Thy Faithfulness, family would just like to thank each one of you for coming today and sharing in this Thanksgiving. As you go out through the uh, linked doors there, you'll see on the big television screen uh, some pictures representing different aspects of Bill's life. So do take a a look at those. And underneath the television screen is a remembrance book, which you're all invited to sign. And if you'd like to write a few words, then please feel free to do so. Also, there will be a, a, a plate there for a retiring collection, if you would like to give, which will go to the work of Trinity here and also the Winter Night Shelter, that we help to run, along with other churches here in Harrow. And please do come through to the the hall for refreshments afterwards. Apparently there's enough there to feed an army, I've been told. So uh, there should be plenty, so please do stay. And so let us stand and sing about the faithfulness of God, who is with us throughout all of our lives. Great is thy faithfulness. O God, my Father. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives, so do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, make us perfect in every good work to do his will and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be among us and remain with us always. Amen.